Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, Carlson Watch. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about Martin Kaut. Yeah, That's the leading we story? We can talk about that. Is that the leading story and uh, not Carlson Absolutely. Watch? Really? Martin Kaut. <laughs> Mar- please, please, oh boy, please don't make me fight them. <laughs> oh, man. Please. Uh, okay. Well, we can talk about Martin Kaut. I think that was pretty much all we need to say about Martin Kaut. <laughs> we can... Uh, there's listen, dude. There's quite a bit of turnover here on the Sharks roster. Uh, maybe mostly around the edges, but uh, you know, there's some players that are out. There are some players that are in. We had a draft, a pretty successful draft, based yep. on uh, all of the pundits' analysis, dude. Should we start with that because we, we watched the draft here, and when we got to the second pick, and the Ducks went off script and took Leo Carlson mm-hmm. for a second. Did you think we might get Fantilli? No, <laughs> I never really thought that. Yeah. And I never really thought that the Sharks were going to take Mitchko either. Well, I think in retrospect now, when you kind of look back on that whole situation, I think the Sharks knew that Mitchkoff did not want to come to San Jose. He wanted to go one place, right? Uh, okay. You know? Yeah. And I think that that was made pretty well known. Now, maybe, I mean, would he have accepted being the number one pick? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Going to Chicago? Probably, right? Yeah. But from what I could gather from what I read and heard is that essentially, you know, it was pretty clear that... Mm, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm not going to come over if right. I'm picked by a certain team. But he was apparently all about being a Philadelphia Flyer and that the noise of him falling down to seven, which was sort of in the winds all week, that I had a hard time understanding. I think maybe now it makes sense because teams one through six either didn't want him in that spot or knew that you know, like when when Phoenix, sorry, when Arizona passed on him, right? Yeah, like we were like, "What? What are you doing?" And they like picked, they took they took a different Russian player. They took a different Russian player, right? Who was not, I mean, was picked way above slot, right? Like this is mental. Like, what are you doing? I think they knew, dude wasn't coming. Yeah, he wasn't right? going to go to Phoenix. Wasn't going to go to Arizona. So, um. Yeah, dude, I, I'm I'm I think given the situation, you know, Sharks ended up with a really dynamic player and Will Smith. Um, and then as the rest of the draft played out, dude, we had about pick number, I don't know, dude, we're in like pick fifteen. We're yeah. looking at best available on the board. We kind of said, What's the best name? That's out right. There? That's what we were looking at at this point. Because we're not we're not draft dorks. We're not looking into the ins and outs of these guys who are going to be in the mid-20s. We had no idea. 
And we quickly landed upon clearly the best name in the next 20 to 30 picks, which was, of course, Quentin Musty. Oh, I mean, my gosh. Quentin Musty, clearly the best name in the field. Right. And we're waiting. Each pick is happening, and he's still there. And when it started to get closer, yeah, we're like, dude. We got excited. Are, like, are we, we reacted with more explosiveness at that pick <laughs> we than did. we did at number four. Oh, by far. Not close. When they went up and said Quentin Musty, we screamed. We were jumping up and down. We couldn't <laughs> we believe it. We each other. It was like we won the cup. I know. And I got to tell you, dude, based on the early returns, we might be screaming and jumping because he's not just a great name. This kid might be really good. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. He's kind of the star of the development camp. Yeah. So this this could turn out to be a really good pick, not just a great name to have on the back of a jersey. So everybody wins. So you're looking ahead here now at the Sharks overall, got a good grade for their whole draft by several experts. They may, you know, they definitely have a top 100 prospect in Will Smith. And they may have a, based on, you know, uh, it seemed like Musty was an honorable mention right now by the athletic. So they've got another one that they picked this year that's in and around the fringes. And then maybe after another year of junior, he might be a top 100 pick. If he plays well, that's not too bad, right? When yeah. you're coming away with, um, from losing a player like Timo Meyer, right? That yep. if you're able yep. to turn him into maybe a future top six forward in Quentin Musty, I mean, that's the kind of, that's about as good as you can hope that you would do in losing an all-star. So you know, Sharks get full mark for the draft. Like uh, I love that they uh, went full busty for musty, baby. <laughs> uh, and, and in July, um, I wouldn't say this is a very explosive free agent period, right? No, no. For really, for really anyone. Yeah, not Although really. maybe the Ducks, the Ducks made kind of a splash. What did they do? They signed Alex Kalorn. No, I mean, okay. <laughs> I, I <laughs> not that excited. No, not that excited. I, I, I mean, I think some of those guys, outside of the successful system in Tampa, I don't know that they're as good. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying. I don't know. The Ducks all of a sudden are good. They're not good. No, they're not you know, good. No, they're not good. And, and and their goalie wants out. Like their all-star goalie wants out. Okay. Like Gibson wants out. Says he's not going to play for Anaheim again. Oh, wow. So we'll see what happens there. I don't know that he really has a ton of cards other than withholding his services. But um, that's not good. No. You know? Similar situation to what the Sharks are in, basically. Yeah, for sure. Where you've got a a high quality player on a on a bad contract that you know you're gonna get pennies on the dollar for. Right? That's right. Well, dude, here's the players who are gone from last year. Okay. As you mentioned, Martin Kaut. Yes, of course. Gone. Uh tendered by the Sharks as a restricted free agent, and he said, No, thank you. I would rather play somewhere overseas than play for the Sharks. And he cited some story about being f- basically forced to fight at the AHL level. The Sharks strongly refute that story. I don't know what the truth is, but um, 
You know, I actually listened to a podcast today, John Scott's podcast, and where what he, did he, say? he weighed in on this. He was skeptical that that happened. He said, I was a fighter my entire career, and not once in my career did a coach go out and tell me to fight somebody. He said that never happened. Right. He speculated one of the assistant coaches for the Barracuda was a fighter, and he speculated that he encouraged Cout to be more physical in order to make it to the NHL. Cout was not a super high-skilled player that was going to make the show on his own. And if he wanted to show more, he would need to get a little grittier and maybe he was too easy to play against. This is John Scott's interpretation of the situation. And maybe this one assistant coach who was a fighter encouraged him. Sure. He said he finds it very difficult to believe that the coach would say, you have to go fight this guy, right. this game next right. game. You have to go fight this guy. Well, we know that um, Mike Greer wants to improve the team toughness, right? And continue to express disappointment about the progress of how that evolved last year with the Sharks. You know, that's been a weakness of the Sharks. Um, you know, individual players accepted, mm-hmm. you know, that they have not been known for being a very tough team that is difficult to play against um, and really stands up for themselves as a unit, right? So you look at that and you go, okay, well, Cout, maybe not a long-term fit anyways, and that trade doesn't matter because Ryan Merkley right now, I don't think even has an NHL team, right? I believe that's right. So that's been a zero for zero, right? The Sharks also uh, lose Evgeny Svechnikov, who was, you know, I'd say below average last year as a forward player. And he's also, I believe, unsigned. Uh, Noah Gregor, non-tendered, essentially Greer said he does not fit our style, which is code for soft. Yeah. and Or bad. Uh, and <laughs> he also, I believe, has no current NHL team. So I give Greer credit here that he's walked away from some players that I don't think have a lot of value in the league. And they're not just sort of stubbornly holding on to them saying they will be what we want them to be. Right. You know, they're just not. Right. James Reimer moves on, needed to move on for many reasons, right? Um, Andreas Johnson is with the Penguins, Eric Carlson's new team. Uh, Aaron <laughs> Dell, gone. Uh, Steven Lawrence traded to the Florida Panthers in exchange for Anthony Duclair. So this is probably, um, the, this will be the first move that we'll talk about dude yeah uh what do you think about this i'm not against it sure yeah i I mean certainly you look at the history of duclair and it makes you excited what can this guy do um certainly i think i watched uh an interview he did right after the trade and you know he said like i'm interested in playing all the games that's where i want to be in my career i think i can do it i want to be i want i'm going to be prepared for that like yeah, I mean, he said the right kind of stuff, you know? I mean, I think he's fits in with this system that you mentioned that Greer is trying to institute, right? Right. I mean, he's a, a proven 20-goal scorer in the league that, for whatever reason, has really floated around the league. And it doesn't seem to have anything to do with the type of person that he is. Everything that I've read about him, he's a strong locker room, community presence, like 
seems like a great dude. Okay. That just hasn't been able to stick around. Find a role. Anywhere long term, right? So uh, as an expiring contract, this is a great move by Greer. Lawrence, I mean, was... Good. Okay. I mean, dude, Good. okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like, not an impact player, dude. Not an impact player it's on true. the Sharks. I mean, nothing that I watched him play and say, like, oh, this guy's terrible. This is what a bummer, right? You're really yeah. going to miss. It's not like when Barkley Gutro got traded and you're like, damn it. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, yeah. like, this is not this. I didn't feel that way. And in this way, you go, okay, well, Duclair's going to have a chance here to play 20 plus minutes a night with probably Tomas Hurdle or Logan Couture. And maybe he's going to do really well. Maybe he's going to become an incredible asset to trade at the deadline. Or maybe he'll be... He's not that old. Right. Right? I mean, maybe he's somebody who ends up being re-signed on a fairly reasonable deal right? to be a top nine forward on this team moving forward. So um, I think that's great. I, I like that trade. I think there's only upside in that trade because you really didn't need Stephen Lawrence. Agreed. Right? Um, if you're looking at uh, other trades here, Sharks have a new goaltender, Mackenzie Blackwood. They traded a sixth rounder to get his rights and they signed him to a two-year deal, dude. Thoughts? His stats last couple of years, not good. That fits right in with the Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. Not good. Not good. Uh, with a, a much better team than the Sharks, uh, I, might, I might add. Uh, big kid. Jeez. 6'4", 225. If, that, if that's really his stats, which a lot of these are inflated, right? If he's really 6'4", 225, huge. Right. That's a monster. God. Hey, I don't know. I, You know me. I like these kinds of deals. I've talked about this many times on the show. I don't really like... It's very rare that these big contracts for goalies work out. You see some of these elite goaltenders. They do great. And then you have a guy who seems just a slam dunk. Going to be awesome. And then it's Carey Price. And he gets hurt. Or just something happens and he's not that good anymore. You know, There's only one or two Vasilevskis in the league. And I think teams want to believe that they're going to find this diamond in the rough and they can sign him forever. No, you sign him for two years, two, less than $2.5 million a year. That's not going to break the bank. It seems a little bit like an overpay given his recent stats. But like this is not, this is not the thing that crushes the Sharks' cap situation. We got plenty of other candidates for that job. Right. I, I mean, I think you're right, dude. I mean, I, I don't mind the flyer on a player that is basically at the bottom of their value. When you're a bad team and you're looking to kind of catch lightning in a bottle, these are the types of players that I think for the Sharks, it's worth exploring, right? This is not an old player. They have a track record of being good in the league. This was going to be the future goalie of the New Jersey Devils, and then he just got lapped, right? And and it's not like Greer's never heard of this guy before. Obviously, right. Greer has a history with the Devils organization. So Greer has an opinion about this guy already. Clearly, they were in talks. And uh, I think Greer obviously still believes in him. Right. So you can look at this two different ways. If he plays well, 
Well, great. He can be your future goalie. If he plays well, you can flip him for an asset, right? You know, you can decide. Now, if he's bad, well, it's, you know, a $2 million-ish cap hit, right? So it's not two, the, and it's two years. Not the end of the world, right? I think it, um, you know, we saw that uh, a Sharks goalie cast off can win a Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, with Aiden Hill, like, that's a little embarrassing for the yeah, Sharks, yeah, right? For sure. To go, well, we traded a second round pick to get this guy, and then he was not good in a Sharks uniform, and we basically gave him up to Vegas, and he, you know, by chance happened to be a lot of things went wrong for him to be the one who ended up in net, but it ended up being now he's their goalie. Right. Right. So uh, we have Mackenzie Blackwood, right? The Sharks also signed uh, two free agents that kind of fit that physical player team toughness mold. Kyle Burrows, who I'd honestly never heard of before um, from the Vancouver Canucks, got a three-year deal. We mm-hmm. call that the Matt Benning. Yep. <laughs> Um, the Matt Benning deal, yeah. This guy sounds like he's just showed up to completely replace Radim Shimek. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, Shimek. Um, this guy's a physical defenseman. You know, another player who can kind of hold the other teams accountable. And Shimek hasn't been effective or healthy for several years, right? right? Mm-hmm. And then Giovanni Smith, who down that's a guy I've heard of. Kyle Burrows. I've never heard of Giovanni Smith. So Giovanni Smith played for the Florida Panthers, and he is the new Jonah Gajevich, the new, okay. you know... Um, Jeffrey VVL. Right. I mean, I think that this guy um, is a physical power forward who um, will stand up for his teammates. So um, I don't not like that, right? Yeah, that's your kind of guy. Sure. These guys are going to be part of the roster, right? The one that is completely by surprise, right, was Philip Zadina. For sure. That was the surprise. Philip Zadina, a former number six overall pick who completely fell out of favor in Detroit. He hasn't really lived up to his potential. He's only 23 years old. This guy um, asked to be bought out of his contract. He basically walked away from money so that he could choose where he wanted to go next so he could be a free agent. And he took a sort of prove-it one-year deal with the Sharks, and I believe the Sharks actually will retain his restricted rights. Okay. I think. So you get this guy who was the number six pick. Number six overall. Now, dude, I mean, look at his stats. I mean, what is his best year? Uh, 20, 21 to 22. He had 24 points for Detroit, which... Was a bad team. He was minus twenty four. I mean, twenty four points in seventy four games is the number six overall pick. Not great, uh, you know, as a as a forward. So that's obviously, but you know, that's uh, let's see. He played nine games. So that's his third or fourth year. He's only twenty three now. So that was his, you know, twenty one year old season, twenty year old season. One thing that definitely comes out at me from these signings which seems like a departure from the way Doug Wilson liked to sort of find the 
the players that he liked amidst the the stream of them available at free agency. These guys are all 26 and under. Right. And that's not something that Doug Wilson necessarily would do. He would like the Scott Nichols, right? Sure. The Scott Nichol who's 33. You know what you're getting. You're like, this guy knows what it takes to be an NHL player. This guy's got something left in the tank. The Nick Boninos. I got something... He's got more left in the tank than other people think he does. I'm going to sign him and put him on the Sharks, and he's going to be a stabilizing presence on this team. Obviously, the Sharks are in a different position at that point. But now the Sharks are like, Phillips Adina, number six overall. He's 23. Dude, you're going to have every possible chance to be a stud here. Yeah. Let's I mean, do you're, it. Let's you are going to play yeah. all the roles that you've been wanting to play until you demonstrate you can or can't do it, right? But... I think the Sharks must plan on giving him a very long leash to try and figure out. I mean, it, listen, if it doesn't work out, no risk. None. No risk at all. If it does and somehow you unearth the talent that existed in the kid, you know, who was picked number six overall because in Halifax he scored 44 goals. Okay. Yeah. Right? I mean, this kid was, you know, a. A high-producing player at the junior level for the Czech Republic. You know, not someone who's coming with no pedigree. Right. Right? And there is a a really nice sort of landing spot for him in San Jose because of Tomas Hurdle. That's right. So we'll see. Uh, I like that move too, dude. I think that um, overall the Sharks have added some players that I think are worth exploring They've improved their team toughness um, and they have said goodbye to some players that were not great fits uh, for multiple reasons, dude. So um, the Sharks roster, well, not markedly improved. And are we saying they're a playoff team? No, but um, and they're going to get worse when they trade Eric Carlson. Yeah, we should probably go there next day. But I, I like I feel like there is a direction. Right. And I like it. And the one thing, dude, before we go to Carlson, the report came out that the Sharks bid on Tarasenko, right? But let me tell you what I think was behind that. I think they're like, listen, if this guy's out there, we've got cap space. We'll give him a year and $5 million. He can play top pair. Like, he's front, front and center. Mm-hmm. And if he's having a great year... We can turn him into a first. Yeah. Right? right. Like, you're not going to stay. Like, you're not staying here. This is a chance for you to play in all the top scenarios to pad your stats and then get traded to a contender. Or, you know, the other thing is one year, $5 million for Vladimir Tarasenko. If you told me three years ago, Vladimir Tarasenko was, could be had for one year at $5 million, I would say you should have your head examined. I mean, that's, it was unthinkable three years ago. The guy was high flying on top of the league, scoring goals and bunches on a great team in St. Louis. It's just like, so the other thing is this could be Greer, you know, in a, in a, a market that maybe didn't have a lot of suitors for Vladimir Tarasenko. Hey, let's offer three and a half million dollars. Maybe he doesn't want to go, to the Senators, which has a iffy ownership situation, although I guess they finally got new owners. Um, you know, maybe he doesn't want to go to some of these other teams, and he knows he's going to play every minute 
possible for San Jose, you know. I don't think you want to be the top bidder for a guy like that. You don't say, oh, Tarasenko's the answer to our prayers. Let's give him $8 million for a year. Right. $3.5 million. Let's see what happens. I mean, we don't know what the Sharks offered, but like... They probably didn't offer him five million dollars. They went under. I mean, if I had to guess, they went under. It's like you. It's like the house. You know, it's like a, a okay house in a okay in a pretty good neighborhood. And you're like, let's just do a little under asking, see what happens. Yeah. Right. Maybe yeah. you end up with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, they didn't end up with that house. They didn't end up with it. And but I I like that they're sort of poking around that type of scenario, right? Where you're looking at short-term assets and possibly being able to turn them into other things, which is where we get to the Eric Carlson trade, right? The Sharks have the reigning Norris Trophy winner. Yeah. And he does not want to stay anymore, and I don't blame him. Yeah, the Sharks aren't going to be good. I mean, Sharks are going to be bad this year. Right. They're going to be bad. Despite all this sunshine that we've been spouting over the last however many minutes, 20, 25 minutes, Sharks are not going to be anywhere close to a no, playoff they're position. No, they're not. I think... I think they may be more competitive this year. Like, and they were, remember there was a point last year where they weren't that far out of yeah, it. I know. And then they went deeply down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But you know, that they will, I think be competitive a lot of nights and hopefully they'll just be harder to play against. Yes. There's some players, you know, like, you know, they didn't get, they signed Luke Cunnan to be, a regular player and he played for like three weeks. Right. Yeah, and yeah. then he blew his elbow out. Right. So you were missing a guy who were, they were really leaning on and paying to be a major part of this team. So, um, but Eric Carlson, dude, he has full control over where he's going to go. Right. Yep. And it seems like there are limited suitors. Yes. Based on mutual interest and money. Yeah, pretty much. It looks like Pittsburgh is the leading. Pits, what was it like? Pittsburgh, Toronto, Seattle, Seattle, Carolina. Which Carolina. that one, I never made sense. I think that's really weird. If you're Brent Burns, you got to be like, no, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but like, but uh, it seems like Pittsburgh is the most likely at this point. But I think the Sharks fans need to steal themselves for the fact that the Sharks are not going to get a lot in return. For the Norris Trophy winner, and that's going to hurt. That's going to be a hard pill to swallow when it happens. Right. I mean, the different, you know, there's just been different versions of a Carlson trade that have been leaked out, and, you know, you don't know what's true and what's not. But, you know, the Penguins have two kind of unsavory contracts, right? They have Jeff Petrie. He's got two years left. He's got at least a partial no move or full no move. And then they have, uh, Granland. Yeah, McKinnon Granland. Right. Yeah. Who I don't think has any trade protection at all, but he has um one or two years left on just not a very good deal, right? Apparently Petrie says he will not go to the Sharks. Like he does not want to be he's from Michigan. He doesn't want to be that far away from his family. Not interested, right? And I could see the Sharks being like, Well, that maybe that's a player they might have been interested in, right? Like, okay, yeah. you know, he's you know, once upon a time was a pretty good defenseman, right? Could yeah. run a power play. And if he kind of reestablishes his value in a year, he may have some trade value next year or next off season on an expiring, right? So you can kind of see the logic, right? The the trade, um, the prospect names that are thrown around, 
are sort of reclamation project guys, right? Who are not really good enough to play for Pittsburgh. So we'll send them to you, right? And they have like, they were decent draft position and like they had, you know, once upon a time were a bit promising, but now seem to be. (laughs) So was Ryan Merkley. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know that it's that extreme. Like these guys have played meaningful NHL games, right? But I think that's kind of what we're looking at here, right? That you're going to get some sort of protected picks, some average prospects, yeah. and a bad contract Yeah, for the Norris Trophy winner. Right. And that's hard. I mean, do you think this is going to happen, dude? Or what do you think is going to happen? Um, the word is, is that these teams feel like they can hold out because they know the Sharks have to get rid of this guy. I think the Sharks are going to... I think Greer's going to have to grit his teeth and make the deal. I, I mean, you know, that... I think the horse is out of the barn at this point, right? I mean, Eric Carlson is, for very good reason, is not excited to play for this team in his sunset years of his, any, you know, very successful NHL career. And I'm sure while he's grateful for his time here, and I, 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 I'm sure he probably doesn't have any bad feelings, it's just not a place that guy like him would want to play for the next three years. I mean, the Sharks are not going to be very good. They're probably not going to be drawing a whole lot of fans. It's not going to be very exciting in a place that has plenty of other good sports entertainment options. Let's go to a place where people really, really care about the team and it has a chance to be good. I That totally makes sense to me. And, you know, I don't know. Is I don't know if Greer will be willing to play hardball as in like this deal is so bad. You got to stay in San Jose because there's always this other shoe that could drop, which is Carlson could get hurt again, or Carlson could not be the Norris trophy winner again, of course. And then he has even less trade value Yeah, next year. Right. Yeah. And if he doesn't want to be here and he's just not going to straight up, not play, I don't think that's going to happen. I would be surprised if that happens, but um, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you'd be leaving a lot of money on the table, right? I think he's going to be gone. I think you're right. They've got to just they got to bite the it. bullet and do it. They got to just do it. And and I don't know. Yeah, that there's a different scenario here that makes this better. You know, unless you're gambling, right? That he's going to have another like another amazing year, and then maybe next year. He's even more appealing because he's got one less year on that deal. But- or there's a deadline team that wants him, right? You know, he has a good year, stays healthy. There's a team that really needs that piece, or they lose a defenseman and they say, God, we want Eric Carlson, and then you can get a better deal because, you know, they're in a situation in their playoff hunt where they're like, this is the piece that we need, and like, we have a shot here, and let's get him, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Um, it's. It's kind of the only storyline left flapping in the breeze. It's a big one. Yeah. It's a, it's a novel. It like, is. It is. Waiting to be read. Um, and there appears to be no real deadline here on when it will or won't happen. So, tough. dude. Tough. Tough stuff. Tough situation. But pretty much everything else that's happened since then, I would say, is pretty positive you know like like we said it's not going to turn the sharks into a good team but but that's okay but there's a vision here it seems like yeah. there's a plan there's an idea 
that idea is being implemented. The sharks are on. And I think one thing that I'm sure that was frustrating to us and frustrating to a lot of fans is it seems like Greer has the same basic opinion of this team that we do. And it seemed like there was a disconnect for a few years there with Doug Wilson. Doug Wilson thought this team was way better than we thought it was. (laughs) And unfortunately it didn't turn out in his favor. The sharks were not as good as he had hoped. And they were put into this situation where it didn't go their way. So now Greer sort of has to fix it. And so far, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I think that there's been no rush to patch the holes of this team to try to somehow resurrect a run at a final wild card spot to get blasted by Vegas, right? Right, like, yeah. Um, they're making moves. They've made a lot of moves to address the real weakness of the defense prospect system. They've added some really dynamic forwards um, to go with, you know, Bordalo and Eklund. I mean, I think that you're right, dude. Like uh, I haven't felt optimistic in a long time. And I feel like that I'm really curious to see what else year two brings. And I don't know that I'm going to be that harsh on Mike Greer based on how the Carlson trade turns out, because I don't think he has any leverage, a lot of leverage here, right? He's got none. So, you know, I think for him, it's about starting over and also demonstrating that, you know, this is an organization that will do right by a player in a situation like this. Yeah, there was rumblings, uh, you know, in and around the draft that there's interest in some of the other Sharks veterans, including the Sharks captain Logan Couture. Um, you know, that's another storyline that we could see play out another, over the next eighteen months. Another bad contract, though, right? In the Athletic, they they released their, you know, what do they call it, cap efficiency or whatever, how many dollars per point and and these kinds of things. And the Sharks, again, had a really bad grade. And unfortunately, the biggest contracts the Sharks have right now are the worst contracts. Right. You know, that, you know, Carlson, for all of his wonderful performance, is probably not going to justify that hit for the next few years. Um, Hurdle and Couture in the same boat. No one's saying that they're bad players and shouldn't be playing in the NHL. But in terms of what we're what they're being paid, it doesn't justify what what they're getting. And I'm sure other teams do those calculations too. Sure. I mean, in the Doug Wilson playbook, this was not how his story ended, right? I mean, he had brought these players together to go win cups, and that was they came real close. Remember in that first. You know, that playoff run, but it was now it's been five years, right? That uh, they they lost to St. Louis, right? In the Western Conference Finals. And that was because Carlson got hurt, right? Yep. So, you know, the vision was almost realized. And if you win a cup, then we're not having this conversation because we're still just giddy, right? Yep. But it didn't happen. And now the team is where it is. Dude, I think I have a I think I have a hot take here. Okay. Brent Burns winning the Norris Trophy was the worst thing to happen to the Sharks. <laughs> <sighs> Hear me out. Sharks didn't have any long-term deals until Brent Burns won the Norris. He wins the Norris in his contract year gets $8 million a year for 8 years. That's the first long-term deal the Sharks give. The floodgates open. 
They give long-term deals to Hurdle, eventually Carlson, trade away Pavelski, yeah. Couture. Well, I mean, you're. I mean, you're, they were they were the team that would not give those long deals, right? All these right. other teams were giving, you know, Rick DiPietro, notwithstanding. But I mean, you know, teams were giving those seven and eight year deals that were allowed under the CBA, and the Sharks resisted. Jumbo gets a three year deal. Marlowe gets a three year deal. Like right. on other teams, those guys get the max. They get whatever they want. Right. And the Sharks wouldn't do it. Burns wins the Norris, gets eight years, and then every other player that comes to the Sharks management, they're like. I want a long-term deal like this guy. Right. Dude, um, that is a hot take. <laughs> but I think it's spicy, dude. I, it's something I, for the I, end of the show. Let's I, put it this way. I wouldn't I, say it's fully baked, but I, it's a, it's a I take. I don't disagree with you. And I'm not saying that Brent Burns didn't deserve that contract. No, not at all. I'm but, not saying that either. But you're right. It was it, just bad for the Sharks that he was good. It was a it was a complete <laughs> shift in how the Sharks did business and they had to follow suit from there on. Right, because yeah. once the cat was out of the bag, they had to do it. That's right. They can't go to Joe Pavelski and say, yeah, I mean, obviously that's... Or Eric Carlson say, yeah, we're going to give Burns eight years, but we're not going to give you a long-term deal. You only get three years. Then Carlson be like, no. Right. I'm going someplace else. You know, I right. want the financial stability and so on. Anyway. Right, right. Something to ponder. Fill the comment threads with your blasts against me. But but, uh, it's something to think about over the summer, right? And uh, the Sharks plot on, dude. We'll be back hopefully when uh, the Carlson thing resolves itself or um, you know, the sun finally burns itself out since that's about how often we're recording these days. That's right. Well, we're going to take our Metamucil so we can be more regular. We've said that. Too. Oh well, then I'll see you in three and months. I'll see you in three months. Quarter the quarterly dudes on hockey podcast. <laughs> All right, dude. Go sharks. Go sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.